0: Thank you. Morning. This is Pod Bros. A, I'm Luke, and I'm Nick, and we are a production of Sound Bros Productions. 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 Uh, we have a special guest today because we didn't have one on Friday. So, how uh, special is he? Well, <laughs> we're not allowed to say. <laughs> How family friendly in PC is this show? Not very, not especially very? after Friday's show. <laughs> that is true. Friday's show is pretty brutal. Um well he's not he's not retarded, so that's good. I mean, a little on the spectrum. Mentally impaired. Mentally <laughs> impaired. So uh we have our friend Corbin um in the in the studio. Good morning, Corbin. Good morning, Luke. Uh welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Thanks for coming.
1: Yeah, glad to be here.
0: And there's the door. Have a great day. All right, see no. you. Later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Corbin's a good buddy of ours. We've known Corbin for a while. Um, he actually used to be a roommate of mine for a little bit. How, yeah, how did you mix. meet Corbin? It was a comfy couch. Ooh, uh, how did we meet? I think Cedar? We, Was yeah, that theater? Yeah, I think so. We were doing uh, what was that, Macbeth?
1: One of those shows. Because I met Joey first, right? And then I met doing you. what play
2: though? What play were you doing when you met Joey? Uh
1: That was Hamlet, Tempest. I think. No, I wasn't it was in The Tempest. I think it was The Tempest. Okay. And then I didn't do a show with them for a while. And then I think it was Macbeth, yeah. That's yeah. the one that Macbeth, I actually Macbeth and then
0: we did Twelfth Night and we got to sword fight. Yes. And it was and awesome. And I have a video that of that. That was the best part of the by show. The way. Honestly, it was.
2: You know, I think that was the best part of the show. That and and watching Luke stumble around the stage drunk. <laughs>
0: drunk. <laughs> that was the, the many cute. stages of Luke being drunk. Was <laughs> when you get uh, when you get requested to be a uh, a drunk uncle um, for a Shakespeare play. What's right? funny? What's funny? Things is that, that you say. This is going to be a great idea. <laughs> and then halfway through, you are like, <laughs> "What have I done? Why am I doing?" <laughs> this? You know what's great about that play
2: is that when you when you watch it. After watching it a couple of times, you realize that the character that you played is actually the main character. Right, yeah. It's like, it's all about him. You, the story is written in such a way that you wouldn't notice it. Well, you don't notice it. You, you have no idea that he's the main character. He's the main character, yeah. Because it's like, well, there's the prince <laughs> and all these other
0: characters, and you're like, wait a minute. Well, because when you when you, uh, when you you think about Shakespeare, or when you think about any type of older play, right? Right. Um, we, we tend to put main characters... Per the station or the class of the right, character, right? Exactly. So you know, you watch a movie or um or see a play, and there's a prince in it, and you're like, oh well, the prince is the main character, you know, or the or the, the rich the grandmother, character. or the or the prince is the the character, or the parents, right? Are the are the main characters, and you never think like the uh, the side in this case, the side <laughs> drunk uncle who who um you know who's taking care of his niece. Who is the head, quote unquote, of the house? Um, is uh, is the main character? It's just it's just interesting to how people interpret uh, those different things and change that stuff out. You know, um, I enjoyed that play though. It was fun. I think right? I had 130 something lines. I enjoyed watching you
2: guys do that play. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of 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 Shakespeare.
0: I am not a Shakespeare fan yeah. actually. He at all.
2: he he tends to
0: be a little bit dark. You know what it is for me is it's Um, the uh, it's the repetition. Yeah, you 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 could take a Shakespeare play. This is my personal opinion. If you disagree, tough luck. Um, Well, tell us about it if Um, you disagree. So yeah, tell if you disagree. I want to hear about it. But uh,
1: well, I disagree already. Okay, all right.
0: So well, yeah, but that's just why you're here. Um, (laughs) I just I feel like in every Shakespeare play, if you were to. take like the first 10 minutes of the show and then stop, you would get everything you need out of the play. It's like he tells the story over and over and over again throughout the play. You do understand that. Which is why at the end of a shake, uh, at the end of some Shakespeare plays or some Broadway shows, they do a recap and they can do it in a minute and a half.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, you do understand that most of our, (coughs) most of our modern uh, styles of writing, are based on Shakespeare. It's the reason why you have your first paragraph when you're writing an essay. Your first paragraph is essentially you explaining
0: what's in your entire I don't paper. don't write to Mexicans very often. No, no, no. Uh, a term paper. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, not essay? Not like essay. essay! No, no, not like
2: that. <laughs> not like that at all. Okay, yeah. Like right. an essay. Like, okay, kids, <laughs> it's time for you to write an essay. It's oh, due at the end of the week. The worst Anyway, or a test with essay questions? Oh no, those are the best. Who invented that? No, 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 no. Essay questions are the best. Probably the same person who invented homework. Okay, Hold hold on a second. Homework. Hold on a second, here, guys. Hold on a second. (laughs) Hold up. From an educator's perspective, an essay question helps me understand a whole lot more about what you know about the topic than you answering questions that are fill that are um, fill in the blank,
0: fill in the bubble out of four questions. Yeah. You know, multiple choice. Yeah, I guess I can under I can see that, but I, I would say that I have the the problem that I have with it is that if you were never taught a proper cell structure uh, or a sentence structure,
2: sentence structure. <laughs> Are yeah, we doing biology or writing? Biology or writing? We're not that, talking
0: about mitosis here. No, no, no. I, Cor, I showed Corbin the first episode of uh, of Better Off the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah, Where he's sitting there and he's talking about the, the pumpkins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, they, uh, and they attack the pumpkin cell structure. <laughs> and they grow a magnificent downy <laughs> coating and, and die. Oh, my gosh. As <laughs> Spores in uniforms. Oh, my
1: gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway... Uh, Johnny, Rebecca, uh, Steve, you're with Dr. Bamba on this one. Everyone everyone else, else, you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, anyway, I'm sorry. So if you don't understand proper sentence structure or, or the writing techniques. So for me, uh, when I got to the age that you start writing essay questions, which was for me around middle school, right? Um, I hadn't, I hadn't gotten all of the English part. Like, I I hadn't understood how to write it because I didn't like it so much, and I never had um, uh, in-depth. I mean, and it's on me, of course, for the the learning side of it, but I learn a little bit differently. It's it's a two-way street. Yeah, so I learn a little bit differently, and I never, you know, getting into middle school, writing essays was horrifically hard for me. Um, and I actually didn't. I wasn't able to actually write an essay until English 101 in college. And
2: I think that part of that has to do with maybe the the change in the <clears> school system because we we've talked about this before. But I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, what was different between your education and my education ten years later? And I, the and yeah. the difference the difference is is that by the time me and Joe, my our younger brother, yeah, were going into school, my parents had dealt with crappy. Crappy school for you and Isaac and, and, and Vince. Vince, yeah. And so for us, it was like we moved f- literally from school to school to school to find the right to maintain the correct level level of yeah. of learning. And so I mean, we well, went, and that's and I think that's I, part I of the reason I why stay, I I support homeschooling. I didn't stay you in learn. the same school for longer than three years until until high school. Wow! High school was the first time. That's That's right. I remember you guys jumping around a lot. High school was the first time
0: that I was ever in a school for longer than three years. Really? Yep.
1: Well, if you're in school out here, that makes a lot of sense.
0: Well, I mean, so I went when I when I was going to school, I went to Miller Valley. Okay. And I was in Miller Valley from third, fourth, and fifth grade. Um, and then it's it was first through fifth. So I mean, or kindergarten through fifth. Mm-hmm. was the middle, was Miller Valley Elementary School um and then I went to Mile High Middle School downtown Prescott um I don't know why I didn't go to Granite Mountain Middle School cuz there were two middle schools there was Mile High and Granite mm-hmm. so I I went to Mile High probably because of um where you were and the a lot of that has to
2: do with where you are oh uh educationally yeah. no 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 not edu- not not no no physically your physical location
0: oh 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 we were closer to Granite. Exactly. So I went to the farther school mm-hmm. because of the
2: buses. You can, yeah, you can think, uh, you can think integration for that one. Oh,
0: that does—that's stupid. Yeah, it's the dumbest. Because thing I got one. kicked. Of course, I got kicked off of the school bus and then had to walk that lovely distance. Yeah. Or ride my bike that lovely distance, which Wait, was super fun. Were
2: you closer? Where yeah, we're
0: closer. Where? We were on Granite. We were on uh, Granite Middle School. Uh, right up the right up right up Iron Springs. Is it really closer? I would have to look at a map. I might actually pull that up here in a minute. but
2: I, um, I'm just thinking about the distance walking from where we were to Miller Valley. And I think Miller, I think they might be the same distance.
0: Miller Valley was really close. I mean, we were literally just down the road from Miller Valley. Let me. I'm going to pull up a map now because now I'm curious. A- anyway, so you went to Miller Valley. Anyway, and I course. went to three years... Of Miller Valley, then right. I went to three years of, of middle school, and then right. four years of, of high school. Of high school. Um, and we moved in between there. So we moved between middle school and high school. And you moved So I out went of... out of Prescott, and so instead of going to Prescott High School, You went to Bradshaw. Um, I went to Bradshaw. And I'm happy that I went to Bradshaw, and I'm glad we moved, but I'm bummed at the same time because Prescott had a much better theater program. Right. Um, and I would have loved to be yeah, part of their you, theater you, program. You helped build the Bradshaw Theater Program, though. Uh, kind of, um, I was an arrogant, um, very, yeah, no, I helped. <laughs> um, I was in, uh, I was in a number of plays. Um, weren't you one of the first thespians from, Bradshaw? I was one of, yeah, I was one of the, I was the, so, so I say that I am a founding member of the thespian society for Bradshaw Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, technically I am the second of the group um, because the teacher at the time who will remain nameless because um, I really am not interested in having this argument 15 20 years later um, she wouldn't allow me to be part of the part of the Thespian society when we were applying for for Thespian troop status mm-hmm. and so all of you know the kids that wanted to all signed up and I signed I was one of the ones that signed up and she wouldn't let me and so they all are founding members, and then I was the next group in right after them. So as soon as we got it, then they, then I was able to sign up and that's be part crap. of the, the Thesmian group. Lame. So so I just straight up, I, I tell it like it is, and like it is is I'm a founding freaking member because that teacher was a scumbag and treated me like garbage. Yeah, that's um, interesting because when I went to bratch I had a crappy
2: drama teacher too. I, you didn't have the same one, right? No, it was a different one. Yeah,
0: the, here's the crazy part, actually, is that the drama actually, teacher's your, husband...
2: your drama teacher had actually left the year
0: before yeah.
2: I came to Bradshaw. Yeah,
0: and she, she's actually one of the reasons why I wanted to become a theater teacher, um, because of the... I thought my teacher was one of the reasons you wanted to be a theater your teacher. teacher well. Your teacher was the other reason. He was the worst. Because he was, hands down, the worst. This. Um, you actually... I think I this. know him. You know him. This, yeah, Corbin. you've actually... This. This. You've actually... Hands down. Ah. Yeah. You've actually <laughs> performed with him, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. Um, here in town. If I know... If, if I'm thinking the right person, yeah, I worked with him. Yeah, we're not going to
0: say his name on the air, but yeah. uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. But uh, but yeah, no, he, he was horrible. There, yeah, There is... I've actually
2: heard stories from people that went to Bradshaw, even after you graduated, that are like, yeah, when the other teacher came in, it was so much better, because now they have a new teacher... Who is actually a theater teacher, and she is apparently phenomenal.
1: Oh, she rocks! So she's, she's we actually great.
2: should go by. And I know see. she. I know she was a great English teacher. She was an English teacher when I went to school there, mm-hmm. um, and then she took over the theater program. I think the year after I left, or two years after I left, something like that. Uh, but she, well, theater and English go to hand in hand. She well, and she is she is even when she was in her English class, she was quite the um, outgoing yeah. actor type person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, and she's done a lot of good things for the drama program there. Like now they have a full on they um, have an, they
0: have a tech they have, a, they have an AV class, right? Yeah, yeah. They have You know, they had an AV class when there. I was in school too. Taught by a teacher that doesn't know anything about AV. And is the reason I got expelled, by the way. Side note. We'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, where so, were we? We were talking about Shakespeare. We, we seriously rabbit-tracked. Yeah, that was we, uh, awesome. No, actually, we didn't. We were talking about Shakespeare. Well, no, I mean, we rabbit-tracked in the in the, in the sense of we started a subject, and then the, that subject took us to another, and took us to another, and took us to another. But we're still talking it more or or less about... It led right back to the, it, where we started. It did. But yeah. we're still we talking about theater. theater, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's all... All the world is a stage, and the men and women merely actors. No, they're merely players. <laughs> merely, merely players. Player? <laughs> Shakespeare was gangster, truth be told. Straight up. I believe it. Yeah. He was uh he was a pimp. Hustler. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> you know you know what's I mean funny this is, is he... the man
1: who built off the side of the riverbank just because the city told him he couldn't have a theater, so he's like, Fine, I'll build my theater outside of the city. Ha.
0: Valid. You know he and then that, that was the Queen's favorite
2: thing. He to was do. he was regularly so. getting in trouble for having his girlfriend in the plays. Did you know
0: that? Hmm. I did actually know that. Because at because the time, in, in women Shakespeare's were not day, allowed, women to in were allowed to be
2: on the stage. Uh, and so that's, that's right. why all the women's roles were played by men. But he would regularly sneak his girlfriend in. And dress like a man. Dress like a man and play one of the male roles. Had and play, one, play one, one of the one male, male roles. roles. And he would get in trouble for it all the time. That's funny. Because he Cause was it that explains guy. a
1: couple of his shows.
2: Well, yeah. Yep. You read some of the stories and you're like, why is...
0: Why is this like this? Why does this character act this way? Oh,
2: <laughs> this character was meant to be written by this character was meant to be played by a woman. Yeah, I see,
0: I see. So and now so.
1: suddenly, Twelfth Night makes so much more sense. It does, doesn't,
0: doesn't it? it? Doesn't actually most Night, of the stuff. The problem that I have with Twelfth Night is that that people in our current culture take it um, and and they try and fit Shakespeare into this box. That he, he they try to fit it into their box. They try. Well, they try and fit him into the current uh, um, gender confusion box, gender fluid box, gender fluid box, and it was not. No. It was very much not. Shakespeare pointed. Uh, Shakespeare pointed out on a regular basis, um, and I think this is the reason why I quote unquote don't like Shakespeare, is that all of my experience with Shakespeare has been under that. Um, umbrella? under that first umbrella of mm-hmm. um, the current gender fluid, um, artistic, artsy, um, yeah, uh, uh, lo- huge air quotes, um, culture, and it and it offends me. Um, and then when you actually sit down and read Shakespeare, like, uh, Twelfth Night was the play we were in. When you read Shakespeare and you think, oh, well, this is a, um, you know, if you think about it with the current culture, you're like, this is a women empowerment show, um, you know, that is talking about the woman being, uh, you know, dressing like a man so she can fit in, blah, 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 blah. And in reality, it was not any of that. He was poking, he was talking about PTSD. Right. The entire play is about post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, of course, back then they didn't have that terminology, but it's talking about an
2: uncle. Actually, the the correct term is more than PTSD. What you what the uncle's character Flag actually happy. had? No, what the uncle actually had was survival survivor's survivor survivor remorse. survivor survivor remorse. That is what he right, had. which
0: and mixes in with
2: that PTSD and, from the and, war, and he totally captures the society's complete lack
0: of total care at all. Right, and and their willingness. To focus on something completely different, yeah. To take it away. I mean, so so let me explain. So the story, because um, Corbin's looking at me kind of funny right now, because um, you were in the play, and so um, and I tried to bring this up by the way in the uh, in the production, um, and I got I got shut down, um, kind of hardcore. But we won't go there. Um, so basically, since you're no longer part of that right, acting. Yeah, since I'm not part of the the troupe. Um, so. Uh, um, the uh the the story is about um uh uncle toby and his uh and his niece she lives with him um at his at his villa or his house or wherever you know in, in i think it's actually a manor and the manor um and his uncle his brother and son he's, he's and pretty his, he's and pretty, pretty status, so it would be a manor so basically you have uncle toby and then you have his brother and his two children which are the son and the niece um, the brother and the son died in war that they went to with Uncle Toby, and the niece came to live with Uncle Toby. Um, and Uncle Toby survived. And Uncle facts. Toby survived. And so the side story of uh, the two uh, wealthy twins um, that are uh, male and female, and then they, uh, they get separated in a storm on the ocean, and they, think, they each think the other has died. Um, and so the daughter, uh, the female dresses up to be, uh, uh, dresses up as a, as a man, um, to work in the court with the, uh, with the king, um, was for survival actually? or for the prince or lord or whatever. Whatever he was. Yeah. Um, and so he the, was royalty. Yeah. He was royalty. And so the story, you know, the story is about, um, Uncle Toby's struggle to find, um, uh, meaning in his life now that his uncle now that his brother and his nephew have have died and he's the one who survived and he shouldn't have because he didn't have any kids in the first place um you know and so there's all of that that existential struggle there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so then the the daughter who is also grieving and her form of grief is to take over the house um you know, as a, you know, as the, as the, the runner of the house. And so there was a, there, there was a, and, and it, part of that has to do with the
2: fact that, that Uncle Toby's character is a, a just slap happy, happy, blithering drunk because it's his only coping mechanism. It's his only coping
0: mechanism. Um, and so, so what, what I did for, at least for the character as I, cause I played Uncle Toby. Um, so what I did for the character is I, um, i tried to draw out the fact that he was um because we had this conversation during during rehearsal um and so i kind of shifted my character so that i could portray this better Mm -hmm. um and uh and did a little bit of research on a couple of uh, friends of mine and some people that i know that have ptsd and survivor's guilt and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um and uh, and I tried to portray that into that character as within the realm of you know uh, you know you can only go so far as an actor. You still have a director that's directing the show and, right. and producing and, and all that stuff. And so within that realm, I tried to push that a little bit. And I actually had a couple of conversations with the with the girl who played um, who played the niece opposite of you. Um, yeah, no, played yeah played played my niece mm-hmm. in the, in the show. Um, her name is Kylie. Um, she's phenomenal. She's actually in uh, Los Angeles now.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, I, um, I actually saw her at the Presque Valley Kia dealership where I worked the other day. Yeah, she's she's cars. back
0: in town for a couple of days, um, but uh, and we we got to chat at church on uh, on Christmas Eve, which was really nice. Oh, nice. Uh, but she's doing really good over there. She's she is a she is a phenomenal actress. Oh, yeah. Um, really, really, it was a, it was, you know what? I will say that that cast was a solid cast. Oh yeah. We had a good blast. Cast. I mean, we had a lot of fun. There was really good acting.
2: I, I have an exception with um, one of the actors, but that's besides the point. Is it the same exception I have? Probably the, the brother, the twin brother. Oh, that, that's oh, the exception I have. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's okay. well, honestly, then it, there's that. It's the only character that I thought was not casted directly.
0: Um, I have two, then, if that's the case. That one and the, um, uh, uh, my partner guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think I of that. And it's I totally, not, and it's what? nothing to do with him in particular. It was the casting of, you know what? he just doesn't fit that role. Honestly, So you know what?
2: I totally blocked out his character because of how terrible he was.
0: In that character?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know what? You're um, right. Okay. So two, two, two exceptions yeah. then.
0: You're, you're right. Um, yeah, I, 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 about that I do. Too. You know, I've, See, I've had, you you block him out of your I've brain because you're just like I've made friends it's so with bad. him. We we are friends, and so um, I uh, I think from a director standpoint and a producer standpoint, I think that in the right role he would do he would do really really well um, mm. with the correct direction and the right act and the right coaching because mm. um, I've had some good conversations with him and 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 I think he has the talent. It's just never been, it's never been exploited. Right. Um,
2: It's always been put in the wrong.
0: It's always been put in the wrong way, you know? So, um, but you know, it is neither here nor there. The other one Mm. though, however, dear God. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But that's a whole nother story. We're not going to talk about that. Yep. Um, (laughs) For fear, not for fear of anything. If they ever hear this, they'll be like, I know who he's talking about. (laughs) Um, But there's history there as well. So
1: Yeah. While we are on the topic of this, they did cut some of the script to make the length a little more reasonable for this for that show, didn't they? For Correct, Night. yes, correct. Do you think anything that they cut out might have affected yes. how the story was told? Yes,
0: I do believe
2: so. Yeah, dramatically
0: changed the story. The uh, I it's been a while since I've actually read the full script, mm-hmm. um, and and compared the two with what was cut and what should have been in there. There was a whole character uh, that was cut out. But there was of a whole story. character that was cut out. Oh wow. Um, of the of the story. It actually then... what's
2: what's interesting is that what we're talking about right now with the way that the story cuz you you know you were confused by saying you know like I didn't see that at all with Toby's character. Well, mm-hmm. when you add in all those extra character, all that extra character, which is yeah. where we got this story. and all that story, yeah. you realize, "Oh gosh, that's what this story is about." And this other story which the way that the play was directed made the other story the main part of the story. Right. If you look at it from the perspective, oh, wait, this is actually the main story. And and not to say that Shakespeare, it's very possible that Shakespeare did it that way on purpose right? to where the other part of the story is the main part of the story because that was one of the things that Shakespeare did all the time, and this is actually one of the few things I like specifically about Shakespeare is that he used to go out of his way to poke at society,
0: well, that yeah, mm. that's what made him, and, and and that is why the the um, the lower strong air quotes the lower class, right the the folks that paid the penny seats. Right. That's why they went to the theater so often because they lived that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they lived in that in that, um, and he wasn't just poking at society; he was poking at the royalty. Oh, absolutely. Um, he was poking oh, yeah. at the monarchy and he was poking at the you know dictatorship and the and the um, the 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 harsh um, conditions that they were imposing on their subjects and look
2: you look at stuff like um, you look at stuff like actually Romeo and Juliet to 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 talk about the classic one that you always think of when you hear Shakespeare. He, you know, it's like, it's not, <coughs> Shakespeare is not a, or Romeo and Juliet is not a love story. Romeo and Juliet is Shakespeare poking
0: at uh, organized crime. That is, that is what that story it's is about. It's twofold, though. It's not just organized crime. It's organized crime and um, uh, um, arranged marriages within the royalty. The, uh, well, it's within, well, within organized crime. Within, yeah, within organized crime. But what I'm saying is that the reason. Suddenly I'm... the
1: gangster adaptation makes so much more sense.
2: Yeah. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Okay. D- you didn't realize that that was what that was about? No. Well, uh, so essentially you have to th- change their names, change the two family names to the, uh, like, well, I don't know. Let me think of two Italian names Capone's the Nunziatos and the Giambonis, yeah. right? There it is. They're, they're, two, they're two mob families vying for power. That's, that is essentially what the story is. Huh. Um, and and what he was poking at is a lot of the issue with organized crime in the United States is that in the case of the United States, organized crime happened because of um, in complicit uh, politicians, right? Right. In Shakespeare's day, organized crime existed because the leaders of the families were uh, were royalty, dukes and, yeah. and noblemen, and so
0: dukes the, and knights, and, and so the earls.
2: The, yeah, so the uh, the uh, what's his name? I what, I don't remember what his name is in the in the actual play. What his official title is, but essentially the the police officer, right? The one who's constantly telling them, "You guys need to stop fighting with each other. I'm going to start arresting people." his hands are really tied in the whole story. And that's the reason why he's constantly like threatening them, but can't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Like even when Romeo kills, um, Tybalt? Tybalt. Yeah. And even Tybalt, Tybalt cures, kills Mercutio and gets away with it. Mm-hmm. He kills him in cold blood. <clears throat> and gets away with it. And so, you know, here's, here's, uh, Romeo. He goes to get vengeance on Tybalt. And when he kills him, the the cop can't even get... He can't even arrest him. The only thing he can do is say, you have to leave.
1: That's true.
2: He, okay. His hands are totally tied because of the fact that they're... or It's organized crime. He's part of organized crime. And so his hands are completely tied. It's this great story where it's like... Shakespeare's like, look at it. Look at it. Don't turn away. Look at it. Yep. And he does it over and over and over again with all of his plays. If you look at all of his plays, you find these um these these questions these these questions that he's asking of society, like, why are we doing this? why are we okay with this? you know
0: I think we need a new Shakespeare
2: anyway, so with that being said, look really at that it, it is the bottom of the hour Wow, so. we're already
0: at the bottom of the hour well I'm pretty close to it anyways so. dang,
2: we may be a few minutes off because we were recording for a good little bit before we started, so oh that's right, that's right um. Yes, I think we do need a good. We do need a new Shakespeare,
0: which I think we have some of that. I think we do. Um, I think we've got a. You know, we've got a couple of.
2: We got a couple of guys that are there. There have been some movies that have that have (coughs) seriously
0: pointed at that issue, but it's bottom of the hour. So before we do the bottom of the hour, real quick, um, I did the research. Okay, from where we lived on Gale Gardner to Mile High Middle School, which is where I went to school. It is two point two miles. Okay, it's a thirty five minute walk. Okay, um, from where we lived to Granite Mountain Middle School is one point nine miles. Okay, so they're about the same. It's still a thirty five minute walk. Yeah, it's it's about the same. Eight minutes by bicycle, which is how I used to ride it. Um, of course, uphill and downhill and all that fun stuff. Well,
2: yeah, it was brisket.
0: I'm actually kind of glad I didn't go to mile, uh, to Granite Mountain, um, because certain people that I have in my life went to Granite Mountain. Mm. Um. And. Uh,
2: mm. Yeah.
0: We won't uh, say any more
2: about that. It's the bottom of the hour. So yeah,
0: bottom of the hour. <clears throat> this is Pod Bros,
2: a production of Sound Bros Productions. 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 We are on. Productions. Productions. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> you did it. Yay. We are on,
0: um, uh, iTunes. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. YouTube, Spotify. YouTube when YouTube decides to auto upload. So yeah, we have random episodes on
2: YouTube. It's great. Yeah, actually,
0: you know yeah, what? Yeah, Sounds let me about pull, right
2: for YouTube. Let me pull that up. What? Because said so,
0: yeah, sounds about right for YouTube. Well, they they upload them every twenty four hours, right? So they do. Yeah, they auto upload every twenty four hours per the last. But it's only 24 hours. So there's been a couple of times where we've done like a late show and then a midday show and we upload within that time. And so it, it so doesn't What, take what I don't understand it. is why they don't,
2: why they aren't automatically uploading all of our other episodes and just doing it. Like every 24 hours, it just automatically uploads an episode. Do it. Regardless it of, dumb. regardless of what the new ones are, right? Do it. Right. Do it. Do it. I am the Senate.
0: Um, Do it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand that. Okay, so let's see. <laughs> we have, yeah, so it's 21, 22, 24. Oh, yeah. 12, 12 14, 16, 21, 22, and 24 <laughs> are the uploads. We'll
2: eventually have them all on there.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll get them up there,
2: you know, someday. Anyway, Sometime. now that we're done with the bottom of the hour, let's talk about the weather real quick, and then we can go back to talking about this fun subject we've been talking about. It's actually a good subject. It is um, a good subject. So right now, it is clear outside. Lies. Yeah. That's what I said, too, when I saw it. I, I just uplo- I just reloaded it. Noah no sucks at this game. It, it, you know what it is? It's, it's when the weather is transitioning from being cloudy to to being clear, to being cloudy again, that they have issues with the site. Because it says clear. And then on the thing down at the bottom, it says today, mostly cloudy. It's like, which one is it? Clear or mostly cloudy? Yeah, right. Um, well, so clearly it's mostly cloudy. Ah, so it's 37 <sharp inhale> degrees right now, 51% humidity. The dew point is 21 degrees Fahrenheit. Um. There was, if you were listening to earlier episodes, there was a 20% chance of snow today and tomorrow. And now there is no precipitation at all in the forecast. Matter of fact, it's going to get clear and sunny and going to stay clear and sunny for the rest of the week. Ooh, that'll be nice. And hopefully it will be clear and sunny up until next week because next week is conference. Yes. Which I am very much looking forward to,
0: which means I'm gonna need you to come and help me do podcasts. Um, uh, as
1: long as I am not working, I can do that. <laughs> you can always, so, you
0: know, hang out in the parking lot and do it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll hey, go. Hey, what are you guys doing out that, there?
1: That'll go.
2: Nothing. Great. That'll go. Nothing. Great. We're not yeah. doing anything. What are you talking um, about? <laughs> good grief.
0: So, oh, uh, tomorrow. What was New Year's Eve? It is New Year's Eve tomorrow. So, happy Kwanzaa wait, that's no, not that was, right. We passed <laughs> that already. It was Thursday last week. Uh, so drop? here's a fun story. Um, a group of cowboys helped police catch a car thief who crashed into a horse trailer in Las Vegas.
2: Oh, I, I think I saw that
0: article. Uh, the man running from the cops thought it would be a good idea to run through a bunch of cowboys. He wanted to see a man about a horse. And he was <laughs> and he was right there to film it all, this guy. Las Vegas Melo- Metropolitan Police Department spotted a car that was reportedly stolen and tried to stop it. One of the people in the stolen car jumped a fence at the park and began running across the fairgrounds. That's when the cowboys got involved. Uh, by the time I had, had my rope up and the suspect had his hands up, right when I was thinking about roping him, so they were about to rope the dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I wouldn't mess around with the cowboys. They'll, they'll, <clears throat> uh, they'll rope you in hog tires. Yeah, said Caden Cox. He's a cowboy and a professional cattle roper. That would have been a bad day. Would have been a bad day for He's you. Just
1: running and you just suddenly feel a rope tie around you and you're like, ah, crap. Yep,
0: I'm in trouble. The best part of the whole deal is when one of the helicopter flew over us and said, "Good job, ropers," or something like that. Just made our day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's how Cowboys are goofy.
0: So did so he actually rope
2: him, or did he not get a chance? To no, rope him? no,
0: the guy just stopped to put his hands up because he was ready to rope him. Oh, wow. yeah, because that would have been really funny. He, like he, rope him. He pansed out,
2: like, run over, and the horse is like pulling him back. He like, and they. The hog ties,
0: one leg and, one leg and two hands. He puts his hands up one in One up. <laughs> no, because they tie it and then they're like, they let go, right? Actually, there's a the, no, there's a video. The time. There's a video about that. Some some guy roped a dude that was running down the street from the cops. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw a video. I have to like look that up I have to look that up. sounds really funny. So that was uh, that was my good news note for the today. So apparently. Um,
2: there has been some issue about New Year's Eve fire, the New Year's Eve firework display in Sydney, Australia. So if you kn- I'm going to talk about weather here for a minute.
0: Wait, the New Year's Eve fireworks display, display in Sydney, Sydney Australia. Australia. So if you know anything about I heard fireworks display Sydney, Australia and New Year's Eve. But I, my brain took them all in different times. Separately? So it nice. put them all together wrong. I was like, wait, what?
2: So if you know anything about weather, you know that um, when the west coast of the North and South American continent gets an El Nino, <laughs> it means that there's, lar- the, there's, so there's a large body of, of warm water that moves back and forth between the, the Pacific Ocean.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So when you have an El Nino... The warm water stays on the west coast of the United States instead of moving to the East Coast hmm. or yeah, the east coast of South the South Pacific in Asia, that area of Asia. So um, the, and the reason they actually the reason it's called El Nino is because it, um, at Christmas time, uh, way back when when there was when the Spanish were colonizing and the Portuguese were colonizing Southern and Central America. Uh, one of their biggest food sources during the winter when all the warm water was on the other side of the ocean. They didn't know that, but it, it would get really cold on the west coast of the of the North and South American continent. And cold water animals like crabs and lobsters would move closer to the shore. Oh, okay. Because of how much colder it was, they could move closer and they would have new areas where they could eat. Um, Because they're bottom feeders, but they would move closer and have a new area to eat at. And so the Spanish uh, um, settlers, I guess you could say, would farm the lobsters and crabs that were closer to the shore. And one year at Christmas time, the water was warm and there was no crabs and lobsters. And so they called it El Nino, which means the child. Huh. In the, in terms of the Christ child, mm. um, so anyway, El Niño. When that happens,
0: when you have el an El Niño
2: oh, and the no. warm water doesn't switch to the South Pacific, um, the South Pacific experiences a period of time of increased temperatures. It gets a little bit warmer because the cold water, when it, the water is colder, there's less humidity. And so everything's drier, and it gets a little, you get that hot, dry kind of thing, mm-hmm. and there's lots of fires that'll happen. And so, um, one of the many indicators of an El Nino year is you'll start getting all these islands that have fires on them. Hmm. There's actually a map on the internet you can look up where it shows where there are fires, un, uncontrolled fires burning anywhere in the world. And if you look on this map, and I've, I've done this a couple of times when I've taken weather classes, you can actually see all of the moisture and precipitation that's happening on the west coast of the United States and uh, you know, Mexico and all those countries there on, on the west coast. Mm-hmm. And then you can look at the South Pacific and all these islands are burning. Huh? Right. Even Australia, sections of Australia will be burning. So that's, I think, what the situation is about is that we are in an El Nino year. And so they have to be careful when they set off their fireworks. And so they're concerned that the fireworks will start a fire, but which is really weird because they do their firework display in the harbor. <laughs> which is mostly <coughs> water. Which is mostly water. I'm confused. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I guess there was some kind of big protest or something about um, the fireworks. I have a bit of sad news.
0: Do you have your fireworks thing up? Oh, no, I
2: I turned it off already.
0: Oh okay. Why? So uh, it is uh, today is Monday the thirtieth, correct? correct. Um, yesterday there was the tragic, uh, bittersweet. We'll put it that way. Yeah. The bittersweet shooting at the church in Texas. Right. Um. And uh, and just a just a side note here. If this is a this is a reminder to everyone that the reason why we have a Second Amendment. Yep. Is what this is. Yep. Um. I'm not making a political statement right now. I'm simply pointing out the fact that this uh, crazed gunman only was able to kill two um, before he was dispatched. And we have uh, two unnecessary deaths as opposed to... 26. 26. Which was... Which was the previous Two one. years ago in yeah, Texas. In Texas. And so um, I just read, and I'm going to read this real quick here. Um, I just read a post that was done by the... Uh, the the protector, the gentleman who, um, fought back. Mm -hmm. Uh, his name is Jack, Jack Wilson, County commissioner. Apparently he was a, he's a former, uh, police officer, I guess. Um, and he runs the church security and he said, I just want to thank all who have sent their prayers and comments on the events of today, which was yesterday, the events at West freeway church of Christ put me in the position that I would hope no one would have to be in, but evil exists. And I had to take out an active shooter in church. I'm thankful to God that I have been blessed with the ability and desire to serve him in the role of head security at the church. I am very sad in the loss of two dear friends and brothers in Christ, but evil does exist in this world. And I, and I and other members are not going to allow evil to succeed. Please pray for all the members and their families at this time. Thank you for your, for your prayers and understanding. So, um, so we, uh, we at Podbros are in support of being armed. Um, the amount of guns that's just in this room alone right now, is awesome. Um, Good stuff. Uh, but be armed, be safe out there, um, and our thoughts and prayers, of course, go out to that to that church over there and, and the uh, those people that have lost a loved one. Um, not just the church members, but the family members of those people. So, um, be wise and and I'm arm gonna, yourselves. I'm going to
2: take this moment to take it one step further because the the thought is that crime can only happen with guns. Correct. And the truth of the matter is that it can't because just 2 days earlier there was that stabbing at that Hanukkah celebration in New York. And five people were
0: stabbed. And well, you, because there was violence outside of just yeah. a gun. There can be,
2: violence can be, violence can be brought with anything. Violence can be brought with bare hands.
0: Indeed. Be prepared to protect yourself. Yeah. So. Anyway, moving on to another subject, let's hear from Corbin a little bit. Corbin, why don't you, uh, I don't know, what do you got? You got some fun story for us or something like that? I'm going to step out for just a moment. I'll be right back. That's why you're here. Oh, well, Talk, buddy. I mean, we do have
1: the one thing. So, I actually, about, oh, what's today, the 29th,
2: 30th? Today is the 30th.
1: It's about 12 days ago on the 18th, I actually was at a friend's house off Robert Road in Prescott Valley, and a 72-year-old man flew around the corner and onto Robert and took out the back end of my car. Nice. Completely totaled it, rear wheel was turned 90 degrees, looked like some sort of space car. Minus nice. the fact that the entire back end was crumpled in. So and, you, it uh,
2: looked like, you know, maybe like the the uh, DeLorean from Back to the Future. Yeah. Like, if
1: the wheel was supposed to go that way, it would have been cool.
2: But, but it, uh, it's not supposed to go that way? Yeah, know. Nice. So but, what happened with that?
1: So basically, I was inside when it happened and it sounded like something was rolling down the road. So all of us got up and got out of the house and suddenly I didn't see my car and I was like, oh boy. So we go over there and this guy in a Prius had plowed my car a good 15, 20 feet down the road, took out the speed limit sign, uprooted some of its foundation, took out Solid. two mailboxes, Solid. pushed a little bridge somebody had into their yard a little ways down, and then rammed my car into a fence, which is the only thing that stopped him. Um, Dang. My dad was talking with the police officer after it happened and there were no brake marks. There's no sign that the guy had tried stopping and the two of them agreed that if, uh, he hadn't run my car into the fence, he would have taken my fence clear into the neighbor's yard and taken their car Nice. and made it a three car pileup.
2: So, so did, was he okay? Was he like impaired unhurt,
1: or unhurt, not impaired, just some fella who just really did not care that day, I guess,
2: or just didn't care for your car.
1: Exactly. He uh, he, what, kind, what kind of car do you have? Um, before it was a 2008 Toyota Corolla.
2: Oh, okay, and, maybe he uh, just didn't like Corollas.
1: Maybe you know, it could have been that. It could have been maybe he didn't like Prescott Motors. That's the company that maybe. I got the car from originally.
2: Or maybe he had just been told that Priuses are crappy cars, and was like, "Oh yeah, let's see how crappy of a car it is," and just like <laughs> plowed into your car. Maybe he was maybe he was being malicious.
1: Maybe he was proving the point. You're right. You, that could have been it. And the saddest part about that is that when the tow truck pulled his Prius out of the crunched remains of my vehicle, only the front bumper or front fender part was hanging off a little bit on the right. Uh, Otherwise, that vehicle suffered... What?
2: So that brief pause was, um, um, we got a mouse. Got him. So, anyway... Um, you were saying so the so you said the the front bumper was all that was hanging off after they the tow truck pulled him out, right?
1: Yep, there was basically no damage to his car, save for
2: that. That that stinks, man. Yeah, it also makes me
1: really consider who, who hates Priuses so much that they spread around this thing about them being little tin cans.
2: Well, I do know that um, when they first built Priuses, and, and actually a lot of the smaller vehicles, mm-hmm. during the testing of them, they did have some issues with um, their, they would literally, like, crush to nothing. Wow. Like, you know, they do, like, the dummy test, and the car would, like, run into the brick wall or whatever, or a concrete wall, mm-hmm. and it would just be, like, pancake status when they were done. Wow. Um, so, I do know that at least with some of the smaller, like, um, those, like, two-person cars. Yeah. Um, I know that they've, like, it's like a it's like a, a mesh, like metal mesh, like titanium metal mesh cage that won't collapse. Right. So, I'm not surprised that Prius is similar to that. Because the cars are, are, you know, I'm not surprised that the cars are, be- are beast cars like that. Okay. So, because of how small they are and everything. And they can actually spend... Because um, those cars have less – I guess you could say they have less hardware because mm. they're more electric. Right. Because a hybr- uh, 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 a Prius is like a hybrid. Right. So it has an engine, but it has the battery that mostly runs the engine and everything. So yeah. there's less of the old engine parts that used to be part of a car in there. So they can, sp- they can use a little bit of the weight that they've gained, that they've saved by having all that extra stuff out of there for – Structural structural integrity, integrity which is kind of cool. So okay, um, yeah, so I guess but no. your your uh, your uh, your car did not fare well. No, I mean uh, it did fare well <laughs> exactly. But. <laughs> but yeah,
1: so that car has uh since been taken to Phoenix, where they're going to auction it for scrap. Nice. Um,
2: so it's totaled. Yeah, completely totaled.
1: Yeah, the rear axle was. Oh he broke he broke the rear axle. Okay. Yeah. Like... So
2: I I did that once with one of my I didn't break it, I bent it. I broke the front axle of my of my uh my first car, the first car mm. that I bought. I should say, not my first car. First car I bought. I had a Toyota Camry. Yeah. 89 Toyota Camry and I um I fell asleep on the way home from work one morning. And uh we have these terrible things called roundabouts all over our city. And I yeah my wheels hit because i i I do this really weird thing when i drive i don't know if other people do this but my my body will continue to drive the vehicle when i fall asleep right uh and not by like i'm not saying like
1: well i'm not no
2: i'm not saying like you know like someone's asleep and they're like drifting all over the place like the majority of the time that this has happened to me, I wake up and I'm still in the lane and I'm still going where I need to go. And in some cases, in one case in particular, I was driving home. It was like 2, 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I was driving through an area where there is a turn and a stop and a turn and a stop and then a straightaway and then a stop and then a turn. And I fell asleep before that and woke up. Driving up to the light after all of those, wow! With someone in the vehicle with me, who had no idea I was asleep.
1: <coughs> wow,
2: that's sleep uh, driving.
1: That's some pretty good um, so memory
0: there. So, I I don't know is it is, is it truly sleep? I'm back by the way. Um, is it truly I thought sleep? There was just somebody else sitting in your chair, or is it just a disconnect on your brain? Because I've had the same thing happen. I left I left San Francisco. On highway uh, Highway Five, okay. I believe it is in 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 California. Got on the five. Got on the five. Um, took got on the highway, <laughs> and it's a twelve hour drive from San Fran to Los Angeles. Okay, and I fell asleep just outside of quote unquote strong air quotes fell asleep. Okay, just outside of Los Angeles or uh, San Francisco, and I woke up pulling into the driveway in Los Angeles. Dang. Twelve uh, hours later, that includes bathroom breaks and gas stops all the way down. I don't remember the drive at all. Dang. Was someone in the vehicle with you? Nope. Okay. So it was the last time I, I drove that too because it, it freaked me out too bad. So
2: the reason I'm saying I was that. Like, dear is
0: because goodness. <laughs> I was having a full on conversation.
2: <clears throat> oh dang. And I do not remember the conversation. I do not remember the drive. But I remember waking up, speeding towards the light, and being like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, hitting my brakes and everything. And the guy was like, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Nothing's wrong. You know, it was one of those, like, whoops, you know. So, and so, dang. Um. Anyway, to finish my story. So, I, I woke up driving towards the roundabout, and my brain had already turned the wheel to go around the roundabout when I woke up. And so I freaked out and didn't turn the wheel all the way, and I hit the curb in the center of the roundabout with my wheel turned. Oh, no. And it bent the whole front axle. I kept on driving. I actually drove the car for another year and a half before um, before the car ultimately uh, it bit the dust. I... I turned around at an area that wasn't finished being worked on, and the road had, like, this big dip on it, and I punched a hole through my exhaust. Oh, no. And that, I my car lasted another, like, three or four months after that, and it was toast. So, um, it had all sorts of issues. By the time I was done with the car, it had, the transmission fluid was literally pouring out of the vehicle. Wow. Um. Just to get the car going, I would have to put a quart of transmission fluid in there to get it just to get it to switch gears. Um, it was it was pretty bad. So it Anywho like it was
1: expensive to drive at that point too. No, it
2: wasn't too expensive. I mean the it was still it when I when I had the car when it was in its prime, um, before I broke stuff on it, um, that I didn't have money to replace. That was the issue was that I didn't have money to replace the stuff that had broken. I was getting twenty seven to thirty miles to the gallon pretty good going going 400 plus miles on a on a 12 gallon tank 10 gallon tank pretty impressive oh yeah so um
0: have you damaged any cars <laughs> wink wink pick one uh you destroyed your first car didn't i you? wrecked the first car yeah you do um that was with my brother in the car
2: you put actually. you put isaac's head through the uh to the dashboard through the
0: dashboard into the dashboard yeah um his seatbelt broke actually and uh, he face planted on the dashboard. Um, we have hard heads. Yeah. Uh, and then I had to pull him out of the car over the ge- st- uh, stick shift, over the gear shift, and then carry him down the street to my friend's house, covered in blood. That was that was fun. Nice. Yeah.
2: Probably with "I killed my brother" going through your mind the whole time, right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah it
0: was. It was. Um, you want to talk about uh, post traumatic? It was, uh, yeah, that was brutal. The, uh, when, when the only, you know, the sound that you hear, um, so we came to it, you know, so what happened was we dropped a friend off, uh, we we're in diamond Valley. Um, and there's a road that takes this curve and then goes up a hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I took the curve a, uh, probably a little bit quicker than I should have been going. Um, probably. Um, and, uh, there was dirt at the bottom and I started to slide, slide. um, and felt as if I was going to flip over. So I corrected by turning into the turn um, or turning into the slide, which is what you're supposed to do, um, and just barreled through, um, through the culvert and slammed into the side of this guy's driveway. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was, it was a pretty hard hit. Um, and, uh, you know, my seatbelt held, I had the bruise on the shoulder and the waist and, and, um, um. And so when I, uh, when we finally, when you know, when we came to the stop and the slam had stopped, and I smelled smoke, and so I'm kind of in this panic moment of you know, um, uh, you know, the car's going to explode, we're all going to die, you know, type thing, and um, I, uh, the only sound I heard was him moaning. Nice. Um, just that, that deep guttural, like you can do nothing else. Your, your head's been traumatized. Um, your body's been traumatized and you're just like, uh, that, right. that was the only sound. And so it was, it was brutal. It was brutal. So, uh, but he's okay. I mean, a scar on his knee or leg or whatever it was from the, from the car itself. The The car of course was totaled. I had it for a grand total of a week. Nice. Wow. Yep. I had gotten my license on that Monday and got in the accident that was Friday. So, it was actually less than a week, 4 days. Dang. So, um that was uh that was my first experience with an accident. That was my first experience with you know, having somebody in the car and realizing that as the driver of the vehicle, you are responsible for these other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um that was that that hit me pretty heavy. Um then of course it being my brother who I was at the time was very very close to um uh Isaac and I were really close growing up um and then of course my first experience with um power hungry over the top um uh law enforcement oh yeah that was uh the first uh the first sheriff to show up on the scene there was a lady that came outside and was like I heard the crash do you need me to call the cops and I was like no I'm okay we're all right you know I'm like you know, I I had heard stories, but I was like, I don't want to deal with police officers right now. I don't know, like I don't know any of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, we're good, thank you. And uh, so we took my brother up the street, and so no ambulance was called or anything like that. And then um, the uh, <clears throat> the the first uh, sheriff actually, because it's it's in the county, the first sheriff to show up, really really nice guy. I could see that I was obviously visibly visibly shaken. Um, you know, I'm sitting in the back seat of the, of the, uh, of the squad car. Just, you know, it was, it was brutal. I mean, you just got in a car accident, you know, you're, uh, my head almost slammed on the steering wheel. You know, I had no control over the vehicle, you know, that type of thing. Right. And, uh, and so he's, he's, he's like, are you okay? You know, he can, I'm 17, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm not malicious, not drunk, not high, just lost control. I mean, it happens, you know, just drive fast. And, um. And so he was being very, very courteous. Um, and the other, sh- the other guy came over. Another car pulled up. He came over and read me the riot act. Man, he was in my you're going to jail. You killed your brother. I mean, the whole nine yards. Just and it, and it was just like what? And so he actually wrote me a citation for uh, for failure to control uh, the vehicle. Um, Failure to maintain speed fit. to avoid a collision or an accident. No, it was actually failure to control the vehicle. Oh, okay. Literally failure to control. Interesting. Um, hmm. Which, uh, be hundred percent honest with you, um, anybody who's ever driven a vehicle, um, that's a bogus ticket. Um, I understand what it was for, and I understand why he gave it to me. I get it now as a as a much older adult. I get it. Um, I understand his his point. Um, the ticket he should have given you was reckless endangerment. If we're gonna if we're gonna be legitimate, absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely. The problem with the problem with that, and which will, is gonna segue into what I what I you know where I'm going with this. The problem that I have with any of these laws is just like the um, it's just like the 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 foul in basketball a moving yeah. violation. You know, it's a it's a non. What is it? A non. What's it called? No, it's
2: it's it's the it has to do with the ball. Loose ball foul. Loose ball foul. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Loose ball foul is an arbitrary, pointless foul that they use to arbitrarily give penalties that they to use people. to arbitrarily give penalties to people. And so, failure to control, I believe, is one of those. The other side of that is, you have a seventeen-year-old kid, obviously got his license three, four days ago. Reckless endangerment. I have no idea what that even is. Right? What? I don't know what reckless I at the time, right? Okay. I don't even know what reckless endangerment is. I don't know what failure to control is. Okay. Right? This is a this is an opportunity to teach somebody. Right. As opposed to
2: levying the law against them. Well, it. and that's the reason why I said reckless endangerment would have been the better one to give because then you can say what you were doing endangered
0: your brother. Right, and you can learn from it. Yeah. Um, if you, if you really are going to give out a citation, Mm -hmm. uh, the other side of that is personally, I don't think a citation was necessary and and that's not just because I was the guy driving the car. Um, I, you know, I'm saying that if I was the police officer and I had assessed that situation, you know, I wasn't belligerent. I was, I was sitting there just silent and quiet, you know, kind of honestly terrified that my brother was going to go to the hospital. They were going to find something horrible inside his brain and he was going to die. I mean, literally, that's what was going through my head. I care less about any of this other crap. Mm -hmm. I don't care. You you can yell at I mean, he literally was, like, screaming at me, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. I don't know what you... Well, and that probably... I don't know why you're so upset, but... That probably incensed him more, because
2: I've seen that happen many times. Where they get upset at that? Where, not even a law enforcement, someone who's who's in charge of something or whatever, they're very upset, and they're yelling at you, and you're just kind of like, you know, you do that thing where you kind of cock your head a little bit at them and you're like, Why yeah. are you yelling at me right now?
0: Yeah.
2: Why can't we be civilized adults together?
0: Yeah, we're we're human beings. Yelling
2: is pointless. People you know who you know who yells? You know who yells and screams? Toddlers who don't get their way.
0: Toddlers yell and scream. Um
2: Being passionate I, I will say getting getting loud and being passionate I about. I will something.
0: say there are times when you can raise your voice um that are calculated. Yeah um i've done that in in management um i had a i had an employee that would not listen just wouldn't listen would look me dead in the eye would hear what i said and would go uh-huh yeah okay and then would screw up the project and cost hundreds of dollars right and so i calculated the effect i guess right of raising my voice. Um, and it it did what it needed because it it blared through all of his what millennial his mental lack fog. of pay attention me- the b- mental fog. the, me- the, the me- millennial fog I millennial like that. Fog. Um, and and he began to recognize and understand and the next the next couple projects I had him do were perfect perfect they were spot on. Um, and then, of course, I had to go in the other room and and talk myself out of, you know, having to raise my voice. Because I don't like raising my voice. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like to be. Agreed. I don't so, like that feeling. It feels like it's angry.
2: So, ca- so, so car accidents. Since we're talking about car accidents. Yes. I mentioned that one, which wasn't really a car accident at all. I just kind of bumped into the center <clears throat> uh, curb um, and uh, kept on going. Uh on my way home from work uh, just recent, it was about less than a year ago. Mm -hmm. I actually no longer work at that job anymore. It was an overnight job. Um, I uh, hold on. Anyway, um, I was on my way home from, from that, from, from work and uh, driving, driving through, there's an area that's under pretty, that was under heavy construction They've since finished now, and it's actually kind of nice because you can drive through that area very easily um, oh, yeah. over by the airport. It was It was terrible. Before. So this was right in the middle of all of that. Um, we're driving single lane of traffic. Speed limit's 35 because it's a construction area. Um, and uh, so I... <laughs> We're driving, and there's a big, long line of cars, and I'm like, you know, I'm exhausted. I'm driving home for eight-hour shift overnight. Um, and uh, we get past the light right at the, right at the airport. I'm driving past the light, and everybody's turning off because there's a bunch of businesses right there by the airport. So everyone's pulling off, pulling off, pulling off, and I am accelerating through the intersection, and just in front of me about, I don't know how, how far away he was, there's this car just stopped in the middle of the road. It, it's not it's not near the turn, which by the way, the turn was no left turn because they were because it was a single lane of traffic and they didn't want any issues. He was just stopped in the middle of the road and I'm like, oh my gosh he stopped I'm in the middle of accelerating. I slam on my brakes like literally like that scene from The Incredibles where he's got both feet pressed down on the brakes, mm-hmm. literally both feet on the brakes. And I turned the car so that I don't hit him straight on. Um, and I slid for a good 10 to 15 feet because my it was a car that I just bought and the tires were trash. And apparently the brakes were crap, too. And so my brakes literally locked. Um, and it was it was kind of nice because the last car that I had had, had uh, ABS brakes. Right. So on an ABS with ABS brakes, when you slam on the brakes, it doesn't slam the brakes engaged; it pumps the brakes, right. so you actually slow down and stop. So it's so it's actually it's pumping the brakes, so it actually causes the wheels to continue spinning, which allows you to go slow you down. Right. So and have, have more control. And have more control. So what happened is my brakes literally locked, tires slid. There was a big long streak, and I hit into the back of his car on the corner. Corner of my car, front corner of my car, back corner of his car. Um, I'm like, I check my, you know, we're in the middle of the road. I'm like, crap, we're in the middle of the road. If anything happens, we're screwed, you know. So he rolls forward, and I'm like, all right, cool. His car is good. I roll forward. I'm like, great, my car is good. This is fantastic. So we pull off into the turn that's right there. Um, I stop my car, turn it off. and turn it back on to make sure it still works because I hit the front of the car and I'm worried about something being damaged. Engine and... Right. the engine yeah, and the radiator stuff. and everything. So I'm like, okay, everything's good. <coughs> I walk up to him and he gets out and he's just like, he has like this terrified, like petrified look on his face. And I'm like, either this guy, either this is his first accident or something else is going on because why was he stopped in the middle of the road for no reason? So I'm like, my brain goes into immediate assessment mode Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and i walk up to him i'm like i tell him my name um i tell him i'm okay and i immediately ask him what's your name are you okay you know i'm just like bombarding him with the basic like medical questions like obviously he's standing up looking at me his eyes aren't dilated or anything like that so he's he's not damaged from the accident right for the most part i mean you know but he is like, um oh uh, and I'm like, let's look at you know, let's make sure your car is okay. You know, all literally all that happened this is why this triggered me was your story about just the, the fender falling off. Literally the bumper. I broke the little clip that connects the bumper to the back of the car. And I picked it up and put it back on. Done. Fixed. And he he is freaking out. I'm asking him questions. I'm um, like, look at me, are you okay? He's like, I, uh, uh, like, like stumbling over his words and freaking out. And he's like, I have to leave. I can't deal with this right now. And I'm like, okay. And of course, in my mind, I'm like, yes, no ticket. Praise the Lord. (laughs) You know, because if he leaves, we haven't called the police yet. We haven't done anything yet. We haven't even, we haven't even exchanged numbers yet. Wow. Nothing. We have done nothing. If he leaves right now, I could, I it is entirely in my boat. I could call the police and say it was a hit and run. Because technically speaking, it was. I hit him and he ran. Or I could just, you know, get back in my car and drive home. <laughs> right. And so I'm like, you know what? And of course, in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, um, What's the word? I'm very cynical of police when it comes to car accidents. I've heard a lot of terrible stories. Um, I've actually never heard this part of your story, Luke, but I've heard stories like that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not interested in this right now. I'm not interested in dealing with my insurance right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, any of that. Um, So I got in my car and drove home. And literally, the only thing that is wrong with my car... The, a dent in the bumper. The turn signal doesn't work. Hmm. On the front. That's, and that's it looks good. well, I mean, it looks like it got trounced yep. But um So, what, we've told these kind of negative stories about police. Yeah. So, I just want to I just want to be clear that we do actually appreciate our law enforcement. We the, I, I couldn't. I couldn't resist. <laughs> we're talking about the. We're talking about the royal the we. The royal we. Are, actually, yeah. no, indeed. Yeah. We, no, we no, will... no, 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 no. You're not part of this. This <laughs> is the royal this we. This is the royal we. You royal care way. about the police, so. Um, this is what I was saying before the other day, is that when I'm saying we, we're talking about the royal we, not you and me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I support the police as well, um, so I have, a, I have a number of friends on the and and I will say and I will and say that it's it's usually just. Um, There's
2: always a few bad apples. It's always that it's that one or two person people that are just like, why Why would you do that? Yeah, and it's people like that that facilitate, you know, going into a Kansas City McDonald's and or Kansas City. No, it's just in Kansas, in Junction City. Apparently, a police officer received a his coffee and scrawled on the. Uh, Receipt that they stick on the coffee.
0: Yep it said, "Effing pig," effing pig. Wow. So wow, and then you have Arizona police arrest man for twice showing up naked at a bar. Nice. Police in Prescott have arrested a man after he twice showed up at a bar naked. That's fun. Police say that 69-year-old Leonard V. Hall entered the bar naked on Monday and stood before a female bartender, who called for help. He then fled the scene, and then came back on Christmas.
2: Oh, good lord, man!
0: Because Merry Christmas! You didn't like it the first time. You're gonna like it this time. Police say that Hall. Uh, police say that Hall left before he was, but was spotted the next day back in the parking lot of the but- bar again. Naked. He was, was arrested. Spotted. The Daily uh, Courier of Prescott Reports Hall is being jailed on suspicion of indecent exposure and trespassing. Suspicion? Butt was
2: seen? His butt was seen later? Yeah,
0: they're not sure. That suspicion of indecent exposure.
2: Well. <clears throat> no. <laughs> Maybe it was so tiny they couldn't see it.
0: Oh, and we went there. <laughs> Lord of mercy. All right. And uh, we're gonna have to bump up the on that one. So oh, good grief. You're the one who was talking about someone showing up. It was a deep. news story. I was reading a news story. A news story. A nude story. Mm. See there it is. Uh fake nudes. Good. Fake nudes. Just you know, resist. knowing how to pick locks has really opened a lot of doors for me. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm an archaeologist, because my life is in
2: ruins.
1: (laughs) Uh, I thought you were just going to say old and dusty, but...
0: Wow! See, this is why we brought Corbin on today, just for those moments. So, do you know what
2: happened today? Uh, Something. Literally almost 100 years ago now. uh Uh-oh. What happened? The Soviet Union was established.
0: Oh, dear goodness. Womp womp. On December, th- womp, womp. <laughs> On December 30th. <laughs> that was good. Uh, you know, I've been having trouble with my roommates lately. Yeah? Yeah, they, they're concerned I'm using their kitchen utensils. But that's just a whisk I'm willing to take. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Waka <Walk-a-walk-a>. waka. <laughs> How do you comfort a grammar fanatic? How? There, there, there. <laughs> <laughs> uh any more over there <laughs> my grandma told me that her joints were getting weaker, so I told her to roll them tighter <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good that's good <coughs> drug joke uh I thought this was family friendly Eh, I said drug I didn't yeah, never mind, you know. Choking on sugar seems like a sweet way to die. Mm. Velcro. What a ripoff. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Ha! Me and my receding hairline, we go way back. (laughs) Pretty sure. Anything over there? You got anything? I, I I
1: got a blink and you'll miss it two word joke for you. All right. Dwarf shortage. (laughs) you suck you asked for my input
2: wow you
0: received dwarf shortage that
2: joke was a little ridiculous oh good grief
1: yeah it wasn't a wasn't too much of a tall person thing of me was it
2: I'm a tiny bit
0: concerned you know I give away my dead batteries free of charge mmm Gosh, a backwards poet writes in inverse. Oh, ah, yeah. <laughs>
2: that's a smart people joke. <laughs> so there was this, uh, there was this lady in Al- in
0: Alabama who um, was. I'm sorry, I believe you pronounced that incorrectly.
2: What? Lady? Alabama lady or was? <laughs> Continue. Oh, Alabama. Sorry. Yeah, Alabama. There was there was this woman in Alabama. She uh she was being kidnapped by this dude, and um, a citizen saw it and reported it to the police, and they rescued her. And uh, this dude had, now is all over the planet. <laughs> Look, this is the guy who stole who who tried to kidnap her. Oh, jeez, he's that, everywhere. He's That's
0: why car. I said that earlier because it was like. Why, why did you do stupid stuff? Now your face is all over the internet. Every, everywhere. You know, the, did you hear about the small boy that swallowed some coins and was taken to the hospital? And his grandma called to see how it was, and the nurse said, no change yet. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I heard you- that I heard that after they were done, they uh, the hospital was trying to nickel and dime them for the money that they needed.
0: Yeah, two antennas met on a roof and fell in love and got married. The ceremony wasn't much, but the reception was excellent. (laughs) That's good. That's good. He drove his expensive car into a tree and found out how the Mercedes bends. (laughs) Mm. Got any more over there? Yeah, I cut my finger chopping cheese the other day, but I think I may have greater problems.
2: (laughs) Isn't that isn't that the the slogan that Trump was doing? Make America
0: great Make again. Make America great again. Yeah, he wasn't actually talking about anything other than cheese because there's so much pre-grated cheese out there's there. There's so now. much there's so many blocks of cheese. Yeah, they need to people need, need to, to be start grating again, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Okay, so I have a very unique story. All-girl heavy metal band achieves fame by dominating national stages wearing hijabs. ...and leather jackets. Seems strange. Hmm. These three Muslim schoolgirls may not seem like a typical members of a heavy metal band, but that's exactly why they're continuing to dominate stages across Indonesia. Firda ECA Siti asia and Widi Framkwati... I suck at these names... ...all grew up as the daughters of poor fa- farmers in rural West Java... A conservative region of the country. Java? Like Prior to attending a music from? class in 2014, the girls had never even heard of metal music. But that's when their middle school teacher, Abba Urza, was, was it played Jack them Black? Toxicity by System of a Down. Was it Jack Black who taught them how to play heavy metal music? That would be really funny. Uh, played them Toxicity by a System of a Down, and they immediately became hooked on heavy metal. Ezra, who is now their band manager, taught the girls how to play the instruments. The youngest, the youngsters formed a band the very same year and dubbed themselves Voice of Bass Prat, which translates to noise in their traditional Sudanese language. Hmm. Despite having to endure harassments and criticisms from the more conservative side of Indonesia, the voice of uh, noise has played across the nation's most popular stages. They say my music is forbidden f- by my religion," um, she recalled to NPR. "I'm a different musician because I'm oh, a woman of and I play metal music, but I'm wearing a hijab. Hijab is my identity. Okay. Of course, she was talking to NPR. Of course. And now, uh, Kerna on NPR added that her own parents about heavy metal had music. originally forbid her from playing heavy metal, as. Noise secretly became more and more locally famous. Are However, you reading
2: a story that's on NPR? Her parents became because I think of her you passion. need to talk like this. I am from now on. Oh no! When you're reading the rest of this story, it's not an NPR story. You should talk like this. Well, she was just she talked to NPR. She was just the... talking to NPR about this.
0: Support for NPR comes from Appar- So, when Indonesia reportedly boasted a thriving underground heavy metal scene. Voices of Besparant has become more and more popular across the nation. Their Instagram page alone has racked up more than 32,000 followers. The girls now hope that their music will help people to understand that Muslim girls can pursue their passions while still faithfully abiding by their religion. <laughs> Wake up! That's exactly <laughs> it right there. <laughs> oh, man, there, uh, there is only only off a little bit there. To be honest,
2: there's only one good reason to listen to NPR. And it's that they and play it's the classical music pretty epic classical talking. music when they're not talking. And <laughs> so sometimes it, so it's great for sometimes they play sometimes they play some new some new age electronic music in the evenings, and it's pretty phenomenal. Huh. So, but besides that, it's just you know stuffy people sitting around wearing sweaters with a little you know with a little patch on their elbow, talking like this about a subject that no one really cares about at all. Today we I now had return tea and
0: We now return to the mice in the attic. By NPR. Na, 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 na. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to the mathematician who thought of the idea of zero. Thanks for <sighs> thanks nothing. For nothing. I'd tell you a chemistry joke, but I know it wouldn't get a reaction.
0: Where are we past the hour? Way past the hour. Are we way past the hour again? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. just, I just let it go because we were having such a good time. All right. Uh, well, that ends today's show. Does it? It does. Does it, though? It's done now. Are does you sure? It? Well, Corbin didn't really talk much, but he'll talk more next week when he's on again because he'll be on again with us um, because okay. Nick is going to be out of, the, out of the show next week. Uh, either that or we're going to be doing late recording shows next week. I, we don't I'm know curious
2: yet. about something, though, before we end. Do you know why Cinderella was thrown off the basketball team? It's because she ran away from the ball.
1: All right, we can just cut here, and it'll be This has (laughs) been a
0: production of Sound Bros Productions. We are Pod Bros. We're on most of your podcast apps. Look us up. Drop us a like on Facebook. Um, You know, all that fun stuff. And uh, here at Pod Bros, we hope you learned something. You know claustrophobic people oh good god
2: are more productive when they think outside the
0: box <laughs> good lord to see what you started I, this could have all been avoided I could have I, I could have anyway <laughs> we hope you learned something because if you're not learning you're dying so stay, stay alive, alive and happy new year yep